Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Orit Krug. Orit is a board-certified dance movement therapist who specializes in helping women heal from past trauma and enjoy healthy lifelong relationships with their partners using her unique approach with dance therapy. For over 10 years, Orit has transformed the lives of more than 5,000 clients from nine different countries. She's led thousands of therapy sessions with psychiatric patients who have gone from feeling suicidal to joyfully dancing and reigniting their desire to live again. Within less than an hour, her popular free online video program, Wired for Love, has helped thousands break free from their unhealthy relationship patterns and experience positive transformations in their love lives. You may have heard me say the issues are in the tissues, and that's good to know, but what do we do about it? Well, my next guest, Orit, is going to show us an interesting and fun way to release all that trauma carefully and gently through dance movement therapy. If you're in pain due to trauma that's trapped inside, you're going to love this conversation. Here's Orit. Okay, everybody, we have Orit Krug with us today, and this is really interesting because personally, I've never experienced or even heard much about dance movement therapy, but I have the expert here who is going to be sharing so much about it. So welcome, Orit. Thanks, Debbie. We're Bye. just so glad you're here. So glad you're here. So let's just get started with just your personal story, because you know, my, my audience here, they want to know, have you been there? Have you experienced something? If so, we could hear what you have to say. Yes. <laughs> so they're more gentle than that. I'm just, I'm just teasing. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, so I experienced a childhood trauma where I felt betrayed on a daily basis by the people in my family who, you know, I felt like they were supposed to care for me and and protect me. And, um, you know, I really didn't feel that way much of the time, um, growing up with two older, very aggressive brothers. And, um, that's pretty much how I, I went on to be in all of my relationships, um, being with emotionally unavailable men, aggressive men, being in unhealthy relationships. And my, um, you know, my, I started a healing journey, um, about three years before I met my husband, I was in talk therapy for three years. Um, and then by the time I met my husband, um, you know, I was like, wow, he is, he's like an anomaly because he was the most gentle, sensitive, caring man I'd ever, you know, been with and gotten to know. And it was so different than any other relationship. And it was such a shock to my nervous system and to like who everything I knew that I was just sabotaging it day in and day out. And even though I had been in talk therapy for three years at that point, you know, I knew everything, you know, I, I could connect the stories of how I was betrayed in the past, how I experienced childhood trauma, you know, very like very strong connections between this is what happened in my past and this is why I'm behaving this way now. This is why I'm jealous. This is why I'm insecure. This is why I don't feel deserving of this man's love today. Um, but no matter how much awareness I knew in my mind, I just couldn't control myself. I'd still send angry texts. I'd still just totally disconnect and ignore 
my husband when he disappointed me and it didn't take much to disappoint me. Um, and so, you know, that was kind of my, my breaking point was one day about a year, less than a year into our relationship. Um, he broke up with me, you know, I was, I really had pushed him away. Um, and I was just like, I need to do something. I need to, I need to do something different. You know, I know everything I need to know about why I'm behaving this way, but I've, I've actually got to change so that he believes I'll change. I'll believe I change. And that's when I decided to do dance movement therapy myself as a client. And before you get into that, did you, did you understand or did you put it together that you were sabotaging your relationship because it was so different than what, what you knew, what you grew up with? Yeah. So it was like a lot of it was because he was so calm and gentle and because all the men that I grew up with, you know, my family um, were so explosive and unpredictable. I was just like, I just couldn't believe that he was actually calm and gentle. Like I just was wait, I just kept waiting until he would explode or until he showed his true colors. And so I just constantly tested that um, through different, you know, different approaches. It's like, it was like an addiction for me to, to like, to, to sabotage and also just be like, all right, just, just flip out on me already. Just yell at me, just hurt me already because I know it's coming. And you know, it never did. Of course we have our, our normal relationship struggles and growths and all those amazing things, but it, it never happened the way I kept expecting it to until I pushed him away and I was like, Oh great. And it's like self-fulfilling prophecy. And what, but during that amount of time, like, what did you, what did you make of that? Did you think uh, I, there's just something wrong with this relationship because it's not, because he's not exploding? Like, what did you, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, there was a good amount of awareness that it was my trauma. So um, I did, I did blame a bit of the relationship, but I also took a lot of the responsibility myself. Like, Basically, my pattern was, you're not, uh, you know, you're not doing this, or I need more reassurance from you, or um, I'm jealous. I, maybe I, I was definitely too proud to say that out loud, but I would show that in different ways, and I would lash out at him, mm -hmm. and then the regret would set in, where I was like, oh my God, you know, he didn't he was just being a normal human being, you know, mm -hmm. um, he wasn't doing anything hurtful. And, and then I would just be filled with regret and how am I going to change? And, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose him. And just feeling like in a really vulnerable, difficult place. Mm -hmm. So then, okay. So you said there was a breaking point and, and that's when you realized I really have to do something different out of all the things you could have done. What made you choose dance therapy? Yeah. Um, so I had just, uh, a year before I had just graduated and got my master's in dance movement therapy. Mm. Um, so I knew the power of the work. I knew that, um, you know, that talking wasn't doing anything for me anymore at that point, And that, um, that I had all these old emotions and trauma stored in my body. And I was very well educated because I was a dance movement therapist that, you know, these patterns, uh, these patterns of behavior that I was doing was also, um, they were movement patterns really in my body. So, 
Um, uh, you know what? I, and I would, I don't want to fluff over that. When you say there were movement patterns in your body, what does that mean? It means you're, you were moving a certain way and that's how you knew there was trauma stuck there? Um, so less, less analytical than that. I mean, again, because I, I was trained, I'm trained in um, movement behavior analysis. I know that, but just to put it more simply, um, you know, every, every movement that we do represents a different behavior different way that we cope with the world. Like just if we think about babies, they gesture out, mm -hmm. um, you know, their way of communicating is through movement. And that doesn't really, that doesn't stop. We're always, we're always doing that. We're just maybe um, as in the habit of being adults, we kind of repress that a little bit more or we don't tune it. We're not as tuned into our bodies, but when you think about trauma, and the way our nervous systems respond to trauma all these years, fight, flight, freeze, shut down, those are all body responses. And while trauma gets stored in the nervous system in that way where whenever we're triggered, we might always fight to react or we might always freeze up. It's not just our, our survival system responding, our bodies do that too. Like when we're in a freeze response, we tense up. And so that's why a lot of people with unresolved trauma, they have a lot of pain and tension in their shoulders and, um, and other people experience it in different places in their body. So, you know, some of my patterns were just to like be really close to my body, be really small, literally. And so something about um, learning new behaviors is if I wanted to be more open or if I want to be more assertive, I can actually practice that in movement. I did practice that in movement. And so do our clients where if I want to, if I want to be more assertive, you know, we can go to couples counseling, for example, and say, mm -hmm. listen, I'm, I'm going to be more assertive the next time without flipping out. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to mm -hmm. tell you what I need. But then the moment that a conflict or a disagreement happens, you know, that all goes out the window because the, the mind wants that, but the body doesn't know how yet. But if I practice um, like moving around in a space with great impact on the floor, maybe I'm walking with more impact, maybe I'm um, pushing into the wall with more impact, I can literally feel and sense my power and, and get my body and nervous system comfortable with having more power, like more strength, more power without exploding. So it almost sounds like you're just more aware of, of your body and what your body is experiencing and giving it sort of a way to let this stuff out. How do you know? I mean, you mentioned, you know, tension in your shoulders and stuff like that. How do you know that trauma is trapped in your body? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so yeah, it could be a, a lot of my clients have gone in terms of pain and, and body tension and all that, they've gone to a lot of different doctors, um, a lot of different appointments after appointments, and there's just no medical explanation for what's going on for them. You know, they're frustrated, they can't get answers. Um, you know that there's trauma stored in your, well, I'll back up and say that, um, you know, even if you're, even if you're not sure so some people do have this feeling like, I know, I know it's stuck in my body. Like I just feel trapped in my own body. I feel like my body is a prison and like they have this sensation. But even if you don't know, 
um, when we go through trauma and extremely stressful events, the, um, this, you know, thinking, talking, higher executive functioning part of our brain goes offline. Mm -hmm. And so the, the trauma, the memories, the feelings, they get stored in our body. And so they get stored as, um, fragments of memories that, um, that are actually sensations. So this is why when someone, um, you know, when you're, you're talking with somebody who uses a certain tone of voice or looks at you a certain way, or even smells a certain way, it's like that little sensation triggers, uh, triggers old trauma. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so just research shows that, you know, trauma is stored in the body. Um, and if, if you need, like, if you're not sure it, it's like, if you've tried it going to, to counseling, to talk therapy, if you've tried kind of more like mind techniques and they have not worked for you or they, they have worked to a certain extent, like they did for me, but like, hasn't fully shifted the way that you feel in your body or the way that you behave, you can be pretty certain that it's stored in your body. And, and I know, you know, we've spoken on, on other episodes about somatic therapies, body-based therapies. Would this be considered like a, a type of somatic therapy or body-based practice, or is this totally, is something totally different? Um, so there's similarities, but it's also different. So dance movement therapy is the only psychotherapy that actually uses the creative form of dance and organic expressive creative movement. So there is, um, you know, there is somatic therapy, there is somatic based healing for trauma, but that is like what they do is just kind of only the beginning of what we do as in dance movement therapy, where they do help you feel more aware in your body and the sensations and all of that. And what, what I do, what my team does in, in dance therapists in general is, um, it's just beyond that. It's like when you get into the, when, something that you said before was um, releasing. Mm -hmm. And it's not just releasing, although it's like, it feels really, you know, feels really releasing and freeing to move your body without all this, all these layers of trauma and the heaviness and all the, the energy and feelings you've been kind of pushing down all these years. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just a whole nother level of expressing yourself, finding freedom. There's a lot of play involved, um, which has shown to, to strengthen our nervous system so that when we're trying to rewire, um, play strengthens the, you know, our ability to connect without um, getting into a fear response. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of movement and play in it that, that there isn't in other somatic psychotherapies. Right. And I would think that that definitely encourages someone to do it more often. So I, I, and I heard of ecstatic dancing. Is this that? Yeah. So that's also, there's a whole nother realm of conscious dance practices and ecstatic dance is, um, is part of that where um, it's just kind of like, well, from what I know, I've done ecstatic dance as well. It's, it's basically like you're going to, a nightclub except there's no alcohol and there's certain rules to, to make the best out of your dancing expressing experience so it's it's not like that at all like it, especially in the trauma realm um, 
it's not the same to go to a class, to go to a dance class, because when, because trauma is stored in the body, when we start to move our bodies in, in different ways and in new ways, um, it's going to inevitably stir up this old trauma that's been stored there. And so if you're doing that in a class or in a non-therapeutic relationship or environment, um, maybe whoever's listening to this has experienced this already. Um, I have a lot of clients who before working with me and my team, they've been to retreats where it's like unleash your inner beast or you know, things like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. through movement. And they're like, I came back more traumatized than when I went. Wow. Because that's not, that's not helpful. It's not, we don't want to put your nervous system into overwhelm through, um, through connecting to your body and movement. It needs to be a gentle, safe um, access, accessing the trauma and releasing it. And so really looking at this as a type of therapy that you would be best off doing with somebody who is trained. You know, I remember uh, early on, pretty early on after my betrayal, I had this treatment and it wasn't Reiki. It was called something else. It was like deeper Reiki, whatever that is called. I don't even know. And then I went to a yoga class a few days later and I, the room was spinning. I was about 10 minutes in the room started spinning. I thought I was going to pass out, throw up. I don't even know how I managed to get myself out of there, but I did. And I remember, I don't even know how I was able to drive, but I started driving and I actually pulled myself over on the side of the road and I just pretty much lost it. And I had no idea what I was experiencing. And then someone said, that was a purge. And I guess everything was kind of stirred up, opened up through that uh, session. And then the yoga, the gentle, it was a gentle movement of the yoga, got it out and I had never experienced anything like that. And I'll be honest, I was afraid to go back to yoga <laughs> again yeah. after that. So, I mean, this stuff is, is powerful. So tell us how it works. I'm so curious, like what it, what it looks like, what people experience, how they walk into it, how they leave. Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, I'll start by saying that the experience is unique for every person because we all store our trauma in a unique way um, and we all find that we need to express it in different ways. So um, I do my work exclusively online. So there's not like a physical coming into the room and out. Although I did work in um, psychiatric hospitals and clinics for almost 10 years. So I did do a lot of the work in person. But right now, I mean, I think it would help to just give some, some examples um, of what it can look like. So, you know, from, from one client, so I'll give an example of one of my clients who um, witnessed her parents' abusive marriage growing up. And every time now, you know, every time in her marriage today, although it was a healthy, loving marriage, she would literally freeze whenever it was time for her to speak up, to, to say her needs. And so what ended up happening is she just stayed silent and, um, and it really drew a wedge in their relationship and this disconnection. And so when we started working together, what was really, what was helpful for her, what was coming up for her Um, you know, of course she needed to distinguish that, all right, my husband today isn't the way my father treated my mom. I'm not going to get abused and hurt. Um, 
she like she found real healing and power um, in a lot of different ways of moving and connecting to her body. But one thing in particular um, that brought back a very important memory from her from her past is um, putting more weight, like more impact into her movements. Um, Cause as you know, as I've just said, she, she just froze up. She had no power in her, you know, in her body and, and her, in her experience. And so um, you said, how did they start? Well, what I'm about to explain is like, you know, into kind of in more into the relationship, more into the, the process. Um, cause we always start more gently, safely connecting to your body to prevent an experience like you just described mm -hmm. in your yoga class, right? So to not to put your, your nervous system into overdrive and be afraid to ever do this, you know, to get back into the healing. Um, so once establishing a safe connection with her body, we got into these movements and she started moving with more like stomping and walking with more impact around her space. And I was doing this across the screen in my space and it wasn't long. She was like, Oh my gosh, I just remembered a memory from when I was, I, I can't remember. I think it was 13, 14 years old um, where she literally had to stand between her parents um, because her dad had a gun in his hand. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, you know, this, it was so powerful because she, you know, she had been in talk therapy for a while. She had talked about this, but she was not able to access that memory until she tapped into the, the strength of her own experience. Mm -hmm. um, and there's like, there's something about that, something about that sensation that brought back the memory. Um, and it was such a, it was such a powerful release for her. You know, it wasn't, a, it wasn't scary because she had already had that safe connection to her body and with me where I could help her regulate if she needed to. So it was in the, and just so I'm clear, so it was in the movement and are you speaking to her as she's moving? Like I just bring us into the, bring us sure. into the process. Like, are you, yeah. is, is there music? Are you speaking? What's the, what's going on? Sure. Um, so in that particular session, there was no music. And I, I'm always like, there's always some words going on through the movement. So whether that's just me saying, you know, like feel your feet into the floor, what it would it feel like if, if you um, moved a little with a little bit more impact, put a little bit more weight, you know, I'm either giving some prompts to help her expand her experience if she's ready. Um, or again, like it depends on the rapport with the client. They're like, you know, she kind of paused and was like, oh my gosh, this just came up. And I was like, okay, you know, and we pause and we talk about it. Um, so, more so then, so then this, you know, this question is coming up for me. So what happens if you're doing, let's say a class and there are a lot of different people in there, or even let's say five people, 10 people, and they all have such radically different traumas, you know, the same movement, would that bring up like, is it uh, uh, that hard stomping or uh, let's say, is that going to bring up only a certain type of trauma for someone or do people just, does it just bring up what's needed to come up then? How does that work? Yeah, it just, it brings up whatever's needed to come up. So um, it, I do, 
I do group programs for, um, you know, for this work and it's a max of four people, you know, to really, to really make sure everyone is held safely. Um, and so in my current group program, Let Love In, I have, there's four people in there plus me. And, you know, a lot of it is about, it's not just about movement, it's about moving in relationship. So we'll do things like mirroring or a call and response. Um, or a huge theme that's going on in my group right now is that, you know, I'm helping them understand these different ways that they can express themselves through movement. Um, and like I was saying before, each of these ways represents how they can actually connect in their relationship. So more assertive, more open, um, being more direct, being more free, less in control. And the, like the common theme that's coming up, even though it's kind of like they're experiencing it a little bit differently, um, is that they're so used to accommodating and adapting to other people that they're really not in the true authentic expression of themselves. So I'll have them work in pairs and say, you know, if I've, if I've just, if we've just um, learned kind of a new way to express themselves um, or like two new ways. So, you know, you can either be more like controlled movements or you can be more free. Do whichever one you want as you move with this other person. What often I feel like I could just like I know I'm picturing myself in, in that class and I can imagine like I would try it because it sounds so incredibly healing, but I could see myself feeling so awkward. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, how do you work through that? Is that something that people experience or or is that just me? No, no, it's not just you at all. Because <laughs> like, like I said, you know, and as we know, um, when trauma is stored in the body, like the last thing you want to do is connect to your body. It's like and it's probably been a while since you really have connected deeply to your body. And, and, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, I don't want to move in front of others. And yeah, it's, it's super common. And, and that is why it's so important to spend a good amount of time, um, you know, just gently, gradually connecting to your body and, and building that safety and that confidence, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the things that people leave, you know, doing this work is like, feeling confidence in their bodies and in themselves in a way that they never experienced before, feeling comfortable in their bodies, in their own skin. And do they know something's been released? Is it only because they'll, they'll remember a trauma? Do they physically feel different? What, what happens? Yeah. Um, you know, it, again, it happens differently for everyone, but um, the common, common things people will say is like, I feel lighter, you know, all this work is done in such a nonverbal realm, um, which is one of the reasons why, you know, I help them connect it verbally, but a, a huge, a huge piece of feedback is like, there are no words to describe this. It's, mm. it just is magical, but other things is like, it feel, I feel lighter. I feel more free. Um, you know, I, I feel I just feel more like myself. So for people who've been betrayed and have, have had trauma from a very young age, either never don't even know what themselves mean, or they had a sense of that a long, long time ago and they've lost it. So um, feeling more like myself is a common piece of feedback. Um, and then just identifying, you know, identifying really important unhealthy patterns that they're, they're having right now. And, and we change that on the spot 
in the session. So what I was going to say before was, you know, you move, um, you move however you want. So if I want to move more freely, but the other person is moving with more control, my pattern might be to adapt to them and please mm -hmm. them and move with control and match them. Like this just automatically happens. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's like that recognition. And then once you own it, you can be like, you can change it mm -hmm. and, and tap into how you really want to interact and express yourself, even if it's different from the other person. And at the same time, staying connected. So a lot of people will be like, oh my God, where did I go? Like, I just left the room. Mm -hmm. um, they're checking out, they're dissociating. And so that's part of my, what I do too, is um, I remind them through, through words. Sometimes music helps as well. Um, that even if you're doing something different, you stay connected in the relationship because that's essentially what's going on in the relationship outside their lives is like, they're disconnecting, they're putting their guard up. Um, they either have to super people please or just be totally out of the relationship. It's like black or white. Right, you know, it, this reminds me of like, remember in The Wizard of, of Oz when, when Dorothy had the, the can of oil <laughs> and gave it to the Tin Man. I don't know why I just had that visual. I feel like you're giving the oil to the Tin Man um, and, and just loosening everybody up and, and having them reconnect as well. What do you want to make sure everyone knows as we wrap up? Mm. Um, I think it's important to know that uh, two things, if I can share, is one, if you've been on you know a journey of trying to heal your trauma for a while and you haven't you know, you either haven't felt a shift or you haven't felt this full shift that you've, you know, you've really been craving and wanting and, and needing to have and sustain a healthy relationship. Don't give up. Um, and also it's not your fault mm. because for a lot of people, you know, talking and, and doing this work in kind of the mind or verbal realm isn't enough when you've experienced trauma, prolonged trauma or serious trauma. Um, and so it's not your fault. And there is a way to, to, to heal that, like really, truly fully in your body. Um, and also that play is really, really important in all of this. You know, there's a lot of talk about inner child work and all that. And it's so important to do that. And, and a huge part of that, that I, I just love seeing my clients do is actually becoming more playful and silly through movement, through the relationship. You know, we do this in our group as well. Um, and that you don't have to put off having fun or playing until, you know, until you feel better or until you feel healed. So a lot of people will say, oh, I'll do that once I feel better, right? Or I'll, I'll have more fun once I'm healed. And you actually need the play for, to fuel the healing. So the play is a part of the healing and the issues are in the tissues for sure. So <laughs> where do we go to learn more about you? Yeah, so um, I'd love to offer a free gift to your listeners today. Thank you. It's my free Wired for Love training. It's an online training to help you understand how you can heal your trauma and how you can rewire your nervous system and break these unhealthy relationship patterns. Um, it's a three-part video training with a downloadable workbook so that, you know, everything that you learn 
can also just be applied to, you know, your trauma, your personal history of trauma and your relationship. And it's helped so many people just have this clarity and relief that they, that they've been looking for, for a really long time. So I hope y'all take me up on it. That's so great. And where do we find that? That is at wiredforlovetherapy.com. Oh, terrific. I want to thank you so much for your time. I know you totally introduced me to something that, uh, you know, I could just picture myself being really awkward and uncomfortable, but willing to try because it sounds incredible. Thank you so much for all you shared with us today. Thank you, Debbie. I love the idea of a fun and gentle way to release trapped trauma. And I was so impressed with the idea of this type of therapy that Orit is actually going to be teaching a masterclass for members of the PBT Institute membership community so we can all get moving and have some fun. Stay in touch with Orit by going to OritKrug.com and we'll have all of her information in the show notes at the PBTInstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. Trauma stays trapped until it's released, and it's up to us to find the most helpful and healing ways to release it. It's different for everyone, and while everyone has their own recipe for what may have helped them, remember this. Working only on one area, let's say talk therapy, is helpful, but it may not be enough. Trauma, even if it's mental, emotional trauma, involves the body, so that needs to be addressed too. Keep trying new things until you find what works well for you. Of course, it's helpful to know what you're working with. So if you're struggling with symptoms, be sure to take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz to see what may be lingering for you at the pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. And have you checked out the PBT Institute membership community? Imagine everything you'd ever need to become your physical, mental, emotional best community support, certified coaches and practitioners you could schedule time with, daily classes on all kinds of interesting topics, curated experts teaching advanced strategies in the areas of health, mindset, spirituality, personal development. Imagine the most friendly, welcoming, and supportive place to become your best all online. Nothing like this exists, and I am so excited to welcome you. Just go to thepbtinstitute.com forward slash join to learn more. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you next time, and here's to your breakthrough.